Hi, y'all. Adam Mayfield here. You're listening to Pam and Dawn. Hello and welcome to the special edition of Christmas Movie Spotlight. I'm your host, Dawn Mack, and I'm here with my friend and colleague and co-host, Pam. How are you doing, Pam? I'm doing great. How are you doing today, Dawn? I'm all stopped up again. What is with me? I don't get it. I thought I was getting better a couple of days ago, and now I don't know if I'm relapsing or what's going on. But if I sound very nasally, um, that's why. <laughs> I don't. Well, my voice doesn't well today. Do I sound I think, okay? <laughs> I I hear it. I hear it. But that's what you get for cleaning your house to get rid of the germs. Now you've made more germs for yourself. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I know. Well, you know, you got to take the good with the bad when you're trying to disinfect mm-hmm. and clean from being sick. But anyway, moving on from that, I know people don't want to hear about my illness. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday season, we got to be cheerful. But um, we are very excited to come to you today. We've got a great interview lined up, and oh my, I don't think Pam and I could say enough great things about our guest and the interview in itself. We had the privilege recently to welcome the incredibly talented Adam Mayfield to our show. And it was so much fun chatting with him. He was an absolute blast, which you will find out very shortly. The guy could talk a blue streak, as we say in the South. He could talk about everything under the sun. He had so many topics. How in the world did we manage to cover as much as we did in the time that we we chatted with him, Pam? I'm still baffled by it. Seriously, I have no clue. I mean, when you're talking to somebody that's so interesting and so much fun and you know, so free with what he needs to say and wants to say. Uh, the time just flew by, and, you know, you just don't pay attention to time. That's all there is to it. Um, and <laughs> I'm telling you, I could have listened to him talk all day. So, <laughs> unfortunately, we can't do that because could you imagine airing a show in, in 16 parts? <laughs> oh, I know, for real. But, you know, I, I'll say this. Um you know, for Adam, a lot of times, um, and what folks may not know is that Pam and I, we have our time limits with our guests. And with Adam, it was very liberal. I mean, he was like asking us how much time we had, which was hilarious right. because you don't usually <laughs> get that. And so, uh, you know, this interview may be a little bit longer than normal, but at the same time, it's so incredibly engaging and, and interesting. You won't want to miss a second of it. Um, he is he 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 tells some. He's a great storyteller. I guess that's the best way to put it. Has some great behind the scenes stories of some of his acting gigs that he's done through the years. So, it's just it's really good interview, indeed. Absolutely, and any All My Children fans, um, you do not want to miss this interview. And also, Adam is starring in the upcoming Lifetime movie, Christmas Harmony, and that premieres on Saturday, November 24th at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. And I will say this, if you have not seen the trailer yet for Christmas Harmony, go over to YouTube and check it out before you have a chance to see the movie to get a feel for what the movie's going to be. It's going to be awesome. There's music and there's singing in this movie, which are always the best Christmas movies ever anyway. And um, and so it, it's going to be a cute movie. You're going to love it. So we are so excited and honored to bring you now our interview with Adam Mayfield. Enjoy the show. We want to thank you again for calling in. We really appreciate it. We know how how very busy you guys are about making those films and everything. So thanks for taking the time to speak with us. You're welcome. 
Thank you for asking. So, you're welcome. Well, when did the little bell ring in your head and say, "Hey, Adam, you should be an actor"? Um, I would say that little bell came in the form of my mother, who said those exact words. <laughs> I would say is. As early as five years old, six years old. And it's a funny story, (laughs) parts of it anyway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I originally started acting, um, because not what I wanted to do, but it's what I thought I wanted to do. And, you know, my mother, she, um, I love my mother. My mother was a great mom. And like all parents, she just wanted the best for me. And she saw a lot of potential there. And somewhere along the lines during my early childhood, it, it it just the lines blurred as to what you know whose passion was whose. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And so I began this love affair with acting. Uh, I started performing in plays when I was a little boy, and I went to a performing arts high school, and I graduated from the Goodman School of Drama in Chicago, now known as the Theater School of DePaul. And I moved to L.A. And things came really easy for me right away. I got a manager. I got an agent. uh, I got a part in a show, very popular show at the time, called Boston Public. I just outed my age. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, things were looking good. And um, then they weren't. My agent decided to retire. And I had a really, really, really hard time finding another agent. And it was the first time that I experienced that kind of rejection in my life. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, it's not the end of the world, but it was still a bit of a wake-up call in that, um, okay, maybe this wasn't going to be as easy as I thought. In fact, that's one of the reasons why I went to L.A., I'll be honest with you, because I thought it would be easier than New York. I didn't have a lot of confidence in my talent. I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself, period. And New York was too intimidating. Whereas we've all seen TV shows, we've all seen commercials and thought to ourselves, hell, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, my old manager, God, I, I, I miss him, um, Ted Gekas, I would come over to his office and he had a little TV in his uh in, in his on his on his bookshelves, he had these like floor to ceiling bookshelves along his wall, and he had a little TV 
and he would be watching any number of television shows at any time. And in the middle of our meetings, he would glance over at the TV and scream, do you see that? You see that right there? Any one of my clients could suck as bad as that guy. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But did they get the job? No, this schmuck did. (laughs) And I I just love that. And, 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 and that pretty much summed up my level of confidence at the time. And it, it got, it got worse before it got better in that, um, you know, it's such a cliche that you better have some white hot fire in your belly to do this. If you want to not just be happy, but remain sane because it's going to test you. Unless you just are one of those lucky people who, you know, had the world at your feet. And there are some fortunate people like that. Um, You better be as passionate about this as you are life itself. And I wasn't, I discovered And then I got really scared. And I realized, Adam, you you better figure this out. Do you really want to do this? And if so, then you have to learn to love this. You have to learn to love this. Because right now you don't. And you probably never did, really. And... I think a lot of times just by telling ourselves certain things and putting out to God, the universe, what have you, your, your intention that comes from a soulful place inside, sometimes by just saying it, things start to change. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, you just you start seeing things differently and and you don't even realize that you're doing the steps needed to take to 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 make this change within yourself and turns out that's what I did I learned to love it I discovered I discovered how much I really did love this and my confidence shot through the roof and I finally felt like I was good enough and talented enough and remained humble enough at the same time to know that I'm really, really good. I'm not great. I'm really, really good. Someday I might be great. I got a lot to learn. That's where I'm at. And I love what I do. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. It well, that, that, that was the long-winded, you know. that, that was the windbag <laughs> version of of my answer to your question. Well, Thank well, you. I'm I'm very happy that, and I'm sure Dawn is that you shared that with us. I mean, oh, yeah, you know, oh, it, it's you. not a can, it's not a canned answer. It's it's something that you really went through in life, and. You know, yep. the struggle is real, it's life lessons, it's letting go, it's, you know, uh, letting come 
letting your life come to you in ways by giving it up to God. And, you know, you've learned all that and been through all that. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I appreciate you saying that. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I'm glad you stuck with it because the very first time that I fell in love with you as an actor was when you played oh. Scott Chandler. Oh. Yes. Uh, oh, thank you so much. Yes. Loved, loved, loved Scott Chandler. Loved that you were a Stuart Chandler's son, played by the beloved mm-hmm. David Canary, who, of course, oh. also played Adam. Rest in uh, peace. Yes. yes. Do you have any favorite memories of working with David or from playing the role of Scott or anything like that? I do indeed. My favorite scenes working uh, with David was every scene I got to do with him as my father, Stuart. The mm-hmm. sensitivity and the whimsy. And the vulnerability that he brought to that character. Yes. Excuse me. I love that guy, you know. And it was some of the, it was it was some of the the, the just the, I suppose the the sweetest work I've ever done. Um. The um. There was such a kindness to that character. And every time I saw that we were going to have a scene in the script, oh, I really looked forward to it. The lines came so easy. And, you know, he felt like the father I never had. I mean, granted, he was simple and and no one ever really talked about what it was that he may have um, suffered from, if anything. Although right. he never really right. suffered, he was he was one of the only characters that didn't suffer. Exactly <laughs> until the end. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so what 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 appeared to be an affliction, um, for all intents and purposes you know, turned out to be the very thing that everybody in Pine Valley needed more of. Exactly. Um, And I always found that ironic. And I got to be his son, you know. And (laughs) I think what happened um, when I got cast was they had forgotten that my character was adopted (laughs) Because turns out one of the reasons I got cast was because I looked so much like David Canary at the time. They yes, thought. you did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I will take that as a compliment to my grave. Yeah. He, um, to, to be compared to that man uh, in any capacity is, uh, is a compliment. But he um, – and I, I remember <clears> – <throat> You know, after doing my homework and what have you, uh, um, I never said anything to the casting director or even the executive producer about how, well, isn't he – he's adopted, right? So what does it matter? Because, um, you know, 
in my own mind, I, I didn't, I didn't want to, I don't want to screw up my chances, even though I already had the job. Right. <laughs> you know what? If their memory is a little shoddy on how this all started, that's fine by me. So, you know, six weeks down the road, it's like, well, he's really not cutting it. Oh, but he looks so much like him. Let's keep him. So, I um, the, the, those those were my favorite moments, uh, and, and they were over all too soon. And, and quite quite frankly, I feel like it was some of my best early work on that show because just you know i i that kind of kindness uh resonates with me so so much mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i and i can't even tell you how much i still miss all my children in one life to live i'm just heartbroken and it's like seven years i think now since they canceled it but uh yeah yeah, yeah. people people People, you know, how could you? You know, people people had such um, a relationship with with those shows, mm-hmm. and I and I understand mm-hmm. it. You know, I just like like um, like a lot of people. Yeah, I, I I didn't understand um, the importance of this medium of um, serial melodrama uh, until I experienced it from the other side of the camera and you know I, I got I got real protective of my character um, when when they started to try to make him a bad boy um, I fought against it there's enough bad Good. boys in Pine Valley yeah whether mm-hmm. whether whether you agree with me or not there's enough of that in Pine Valley Stewart's gone. You just like you can't. No, don't do this. It's a bad idea. And they had me like <clears throat> fall in love with Annie and marry her. And I just I, I I never agreed with that. I I, I never yeah. I never I didn't like it. I just and it's probably one of the reasons why you know <clears throat> maybe that um, they let me go when they did because I just I just um, and and I and I understand like it's. It's it's my job to to do what they tell me to do. It's my job to love and embrace whatever is on those pages, and it, and and it was a good lesson for me, you know, to find the balance of loving your character, even if you don't agree with some of the words on the page. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure there's more than one actor in their lifetime of playing whatever roles they played that didn't like exactly what was on the paper. Of course. But, again, it's your job. And. Yep. There are going to be good, and there's going to be bad. Yes, Sometimes, sure. sometimes it's all good. <laughs> sometimes it's gravy, baby. Sometimes it ain't. Sometimes well, it you, ain't. you have had uh, starring roles in such iconic television series um, like NCIS, Walker, Texas Ranger, The Client Correct. List, to name a few. And um, yes. share with us about your very first 
professional acting gig and what you have learned the most throughout your career? Oh, okay. You got a minute? As you can tell, I'm I'm not short on words. Um, No, I I will try to be brief. Adam brief, that is. Um, Let's see. The first professional job I had was Walker, Texas Ranger. That was the first pro gig I had. That's um, that's what Taft Hartley means, which means your um, opportunity to become union because it was a union show. Even though I didn't, I didn't join the union for many, many years. It was still, it was, it was my foot in the door on a lot of things. It was my first pro gig. Um, um, it allowed me to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, eligible. And, um, and what a cool gig to have as your first professional experience. I mean, I was I was probably what was I twenty no no God no I just graduated so I was I was like I was like eighteen nineteen years old when I got that gig I'll never forget my character's name Cully Lansford who was a star running back on the high school football team and there was this um, turns out there was this like evil gambling ring this underground gambling ring that um, consisted of high school football and so I got caught up in the gambling I got blackmailed I had to throw a game and of course uh, Walker and uh, um, Clarence Gilliard I remember the name of the actor I forget uh, the name of uh, the character Walker sidekick just Mm -hmm. happened to be in this little town coaching the football team I I I just love those how they wrote those coincidences they cracked yeah Uh, and, and of course, Walker saves the day. You know, they confront me, tell us the truth, son. I break down, and then the last scene of the movie is me um, having the freedom finally to win a game because I kept having to throw the games because I was blackmailed and so forth. Mm-hmm. So they had this one shot of me catching the winning the football for the winning touchdown. I was. I, I even practiced this. I would like throw the ball in my hotel room and run to the other side of the room and try and catch it. Um, now, granted, the room was only like 15 feet long. Maybe. Yeah. So that proved. But but that's still that's pretty good if you can do that. <laughs> no, I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, so somebody had suggested it the day before rehearsal because I couldn't catch the ball to save my life. And so the day of, I was a terrible athlete, by the way. Um, I've, I've always been tall. Uh, I've always sort of had this all-American look about me that people say. Um, and mm-hmm. yet I, oh, God, I was terrible. I was awful my whole life at sports. So here we are on the field, take after take after take. I cannot catch this ball. And so finally they put my jersey on, this kid, they used the real football team. They put my jersey on this kid. And when you watch it, you see me running. You see me looking. There's this close-up of me, you know, looking at the ball. And then, and, then, and then it cuts to, like, a medium shot of this guy who clearly isn't me, like, actually catching the ball. And then it cuts <laughs> back to a close-up of me with the ball in my hand and running. Oh, so happy. And every time I see it, it, just, it makes me laugh. 
because <laughs> it's so obviously not me. I love that. And, um, you know, the, the, there was the day of the, the walk and talk scene with uh, Chuck Norris. And walk and talk meaning that we were walking and talking alongside mm-hmm. each other for the whole scene. They had to build a platform about a quarter mile long for Chuck because he's so much shorter than me. Wow. For him to walk on. Yeah, for him to walk on during this scene. And he's got a great sense of humor about it. You know, he has to. I mean, the guy's like, I don't know, five and just a little bit of change, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, so that happened. And, you know, the, on, honestly, I couldn't tell you what I learned other than the experience I got. Mm-hmm. You know, it was my first time. I was so, 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 so green. Um, and it was uh, it was in Dallas, and I lived in Houston. But in Texas, it's it's really, like, it's no big deal to have to drive from Houston to Dallas for an audition and drive mm-hmm. right back. Or to Austin. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, we do it all the time. And I've been so spoiled living out here. I'm like, oh, I got to go to the west side, really? Oh, it's going to screw up my whole day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all I'm thinking is that for your first professional acting gig, I don't think it could get any cooler than being on Walker, Texas Ranger and being in a, a show with Chuck Norris. I mean, you know, being your age at the time, you're, yeah. that was probably like, Holy cow, you know, who oh, yeah, this? it was huge. Is this like yeah, real life huge. right now? <laughs> yeah, I know. I did. I did. I, I, I felt the same way. I thought, this is so cool. I'm going to be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing I've learned, the thing I've learned most, uh, as far as acting goes, is to stay out of my own way. Because I'm the only one that ever gets in my way. Whether it's whether it's nerves, ego, shame. You know, I'm, that I'm the only one stopping me. And I say that, and yet I'm still learning it. I still forget it. I still come up against that um, that stuff that I, I reckon we all come up against. Um, right. That prevents us from moving forward with well, whatever your circumstances may be, whatever your dreams are. Mhm. Or, in my case, whatever you think your dreams are. <laughs> yeah. 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 But. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably the simplest way I can put it as far as the biggest thing I've learned. And what's, what, what I love about, what I love about my profession and my craft is that, I mean, literally whatever I learn, I can apply to my life. It's, it's just, it is, it is that art form. Whatever I learn, I can apply to my life. And, and I just, it makes me a, a better person, a more whole person. And it's just so cool. That That is really cool. I mean, um, when you can actually apply, 
you know, pull and glean from from what you do for career and for a living yeah. and and somehow apply that to real life and the life you live. Um, sometimes it's the other way around. You know, you pull from your life to contribute to your career yes. or your passions or, yes. you know, or your passions sometimes define your life, you know. So it's yes. It's really it's really interesting, you know, to hear you say it's almost like a reversal um, that well, that has kind of you know, helped you in life. Yes, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because it it, it is synonymous. Things I learn in life, I can apply to uh, my craft and the things that I learn in my craft, I can apply to my life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think everybody gets to say that about what they do. For no, I was going to say. Um, yeah. I mean, Pam and I have interviewed numerous people, and, and you're probably sure. the only person that we've ever interviewed that has ever, you know, put it in that perspective and, and um, has that kind of uh, perspective of, of what it's taught you. And, you know, and not only what you've learned throughout your career in terms of, you know, it's always related back to the career, that question, but, you know, it's interesting to hear yeah. you, you, you know, imply how it's kind of related back to your life which is really really interesting well thank you thank you yeah i i don't you know the longer i'm on this planet the 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 harder it is for me to understand how some actors uh can be so tortured mm-hmm and be so brilliant on stage or behind the camera. For me, now, it's not hard to accept. Um, and it's not hard to not judge that. I have had my own struggles. Believe me. We can go into that later if you want. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have any qualms about, you know, talking about... Um, Basically anything, because I, I, I feel like, you know, especially with interviews like this, which I'm very grateful for, um, maybe somebody out there listening to this will think, I am so glad. I thought I was the only one. Mm. And if he went through that and he persevered, maybe I can too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I try to keep it real I guess but um, yeah yeah the um, the better the more I learn about myself the the, the better human being I've, I become the better actor I become because I'm more mm-hmm. honest I'm more authentic um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a more I'm a wholer person well and I and I so, think that you know you said something earlier in the interview that um, kind of resonated with me and that is once you gain that confidence in yourself of who uh-huh. you were as a person, that you weren't trying to find your identity in your career or in any character you were playing, but just in who you were as Adam yeah. Mayfield, um, you were able to kind of take that and move forward with that, um, you know, so that no matter what role you played, you would always bring that honesty, that integrity, um, and make the role, you know, great, no matter what you were portraying. Um, and and you're right. There are, I mean, you just read the headlines daily, and you see so many celebrities who are, 
tortured for one reason or the other, and then they go out here, and when they perform, you know, whether it's music, movies, television, whatever, they're just, like you say, they're brilliant. And and it, you can obviously see that somewhere along the way they've never found that confidence needed to just be comfortable in their skin and go right. forward and not feel like that being themselves, they have to still live up to that same ideal or objective, you know, persona that, you know, whoever they may portray on a show or, you know, on stage um, is who they have to be in life, you know, off stage. Um, and there, there's no separation there. And, and it's it's very difficult, I would think, for, for anyone that's in the public eye to be able to do that. But you're one of the lucky ones, yeah. it certainly sounds like. I, I do feel like I'm one of the, I'm one of the lucky ones uh, uh, in a sense, you know, it's a double-edged sword. I think, I think there's a, there's, there's a lot of um, artists out there who, who have a natural ability. And in, in the case of acting, they, they, they just, they just have this natural ability to give themselves over to, to a character. They have this natural ability to let go. I had to learn that. Mm. I, I did. I did learn how to let go, and so I think that is why I associate um, my own personal growth with becoming a better actor. So I suppose I can understand understand um, that that plight and that struggle. Um, but like you said, I'm one of the lucky ones. I feel. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 as you were saying, when they give themselves over to so naturally to perform in a role that they're so comfortable mm-hmm. in, and then they step out of that, it's almost like they don't know what to do with themselves because yes. Yes. that's a whole separate thing, you know. Um, right. So yes, right. you, you are you are indeed lucky, and that kind of leads me as a great lead into my next question. And um, of all the starring roles that you have held, um, what do you consider? to be your most challenging role that you've played? Mm. My most challenging. Scott Chandler. Scott Chandler. You know, some nights I had 40 pages to memorize. Oh, my goodness. Um, people talk about, you know, how bad the acting is on uh, soap operas. Well, you try memorizing 25 pages a night and make it real the next day. Not only real, but melodrama real, where you are not only believable, but the conflict is so heightened that it just grabs the audience by the you-know-what. That's Mm -hmm. part of the, I imagine, the thrill of watching it. you know, we, it was a lot of work. It was so much work some days. Um, some days it wasn't, but, and I'd never done it before. And um, it's funny is that it got harder as I went along. It, I, I showed up all easy breezy and, um, the longer I was there, the more I began to question um, how how 
how much deeper can I go with this and still do my job mm-hmm. um, and still make it fun, especially when, oh, God, like I said before, you know, the decisions that the head writers made for my character just, ah, oh, just went against um, the um, what I what I had created, and again, that's that's kind of on me professionally. That's what made it such a struggle, and that's what made it such a valuable lesson. So yeah, you know, as crazy as it may sound, it's only soap opera people, but that was <laughs> uh the most challenging thing that I've done to date. The Well, you know, on the soaps just it doesn't matter which one you watch. I mean, they are believable and I think the reason why they have been so popular for so long is because the characters that you see day in and day out that you grow to love, like yourself, it, you know, people, the average viewer doesn't realize that you just had to memorize 25 pages of material to film the next day, nor do they yeah. understand the behind the scenes that, you know, in the world of soaps nowadays, it's a one take world. I mean, it's so, it's oh, so fast oh, moving, oh, but God. then you got. Yes. <laughs> But you got all this material, and that you got to go home, and you got to learn forty pages for the next shooting, the next day of shooting. Oh, so, yeah. you know, but when you when you deliver it and people view it, they know none of this behind the scenes stuff, and they just no. you know it, it becomes so believable and it seems real. Um, it becomes real, and and I think that's the mark of great acting. And you know, yes. as challenging as it may be. Um, to be able to pull that off every single day. I mean, it's not like filming a movie for a couple of weeks or months and going on about your way. It's, it's a constant. Yes. There were, there were only, uh, I hate to say this about everybody else, everyone, most of everyone, <laughs> um, <laughs> was so good on that show. They, there, there's so much talent on that show and so many good people that embraced me when I got there. Um, that being said, the, um, the two, the two people that I thought, man, not only are they nailing everything they do, there is a realness to their work that could translate into any other medium of performance. And that was, um, um, uh, what is it, Ricky? Ricky Paul, Ricky Paul, and Ricky Thorsten Paul Golden. K. Ricky mm-hmm. Paul Golden and Thorsten K. And those guys, mm. they um, there was something about what they did that, um, for me, was just so watchable. And I just I just loved watching them, and I loved learning from those guys because. You know, they 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 were up there, and they were nailing it. But it wasn't melodrama; it was it was real. Those two guys. I always felt about those two. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Very, very talented actors, and and so yeah. many of the talented, successful actors that you see on screen these days, whether it be on television or in movies or something, they started in soaps. And a lot of people that watch them now, if they've never watched them on a soap, they would never know that. And then when, you know, they make fun of soap actors, it's like, hey, wait a minute. Like Nathan Fillion is one that always thanks his roots of being on a soap and one life to live, you know, and he's very grateful for that time. And it taught him everything, you know, that he knows and does. And I love, I, I, yes, I love the actors that embrace that and tell the world there's nothing wrong with being on a soap opera. Yeah. They're cheesy sometimes, but you know what? They're still good TV. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, 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 it's a, it's, the medium is more challenging than ever. I mean, back in the day, I heard stories. They would, they would show up that day. They would rehearse. They would have a run-through. They would, have, uh, uh, they would rehearse some more, have another run-through, and then they would perform live. Mm-hmm. But they had so much mm-hmm. prep time. Now it's go home, learn your lines, show up. Okay, you got one take. Was it good for camera? Great, moving on. And you're like, exactly. that was some of the worst acting I've ever done. I was just getting warmed up. <laughs> And they're like, no, yep. we're good. Thank you. We're good. Yeah. yeah. I thought, oh, my God. You know, Ricky used to do this thing. Uh, Ricky, Ricky Paul used to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that's what he was doing at first. I just thought, man, this guy, this guy is, is, is lazy. He never knows his lines. <laughs> He's always messing up takes. And then somebody mm-hmm. told me one day, it's like, no, that's not what he's doing, man. I'm like, what? Come here. And like, they're like, motion, come here. So we went to the dressing room, and he closed the door, and he said, what Ricky does, and he, he just like, <clears throat> Ricky, if he doesn't like the take, if the take starts off, you know, because a lot of us as actors, we, um, we know, we know it's like, we know this take is going to be lousy five seconds into it. <laughs> we just, we just feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But we do it anyway because we know we'll get another shot, and the actor never calls cut. It's just an old saying. It's part of the you know professionalism of it all. Ricky, when Ricky would get that sense, he would deliberately screw up a line, so they would have to cut. So he would uh, smart guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Ricky. That's why Ricky always looks good. Ricky always looks good. It ain't over till Ricky says it is. And and I I I thought, hey, you know what? And, and and I don't think I don't think they ever even if they did know what they were doing, what are they gonna say? There's nothing they can do. He's Ricky Paul, right. he's got a huge fan base. He's not going anyway. <laughs> so whether they were just well, shining and, him and, on or they Oh, go ahead. Whether they were just shi- whether they were just shining him on or they never caught on, you know, uh, nobody knows. But I thought I thought it was brilliant. Well, what I think is even more brilliant is the fact that not only did he have also gazillion pages of material to learn for the next day of shooting, but also could deliberately mess up a line that he knew if the scene was not going to go well and still remember the correct line to say when the time came. That's brilliant. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. <laughs> Lee, next time, next time you watch a soap opera, um, look around the room for corners of white pages. They are counting down in five, four, three. We still have our scripts in our hands going, I see you, Pastor. Oh, my gosh. Two, one. And then, boom, we shove them under those pillows or those cushions or in that drawer as fast as we can. And it's go time. That, right up to that the is last so funny. Second. So a lot of times you'll see, you'll see little corners of white pages. Of, or, or, you know, or yellow you know pages that's or what I'm. <laughs> you, know you know that's you know, what I'm looking know. for every day now, yeah. right? I <laughs> you know, know what? I know. I love when you're when I you're saying this. It. I'm thinking about every scene <laughs> that we've seen. Like for example, I just saw something similar to what you're saying on Bold and the Beautiful the other day. And the, and they were mm-hmm. I forget who it was, but someone was sitting behind a desk, and there was like papers all on the desk. So now I'm sitting here going, I wonder whose script that was, <laughs> right? Right? <Yep. laughs> oh, it is. Oh, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Anytime, anytime there's ever doctors with clipboards, and they're like, well, it looks here to be. They got their script right on. They got their script. <laughs> so when, when we're when we're like you know. Scott Chandler was a businessman at his desk. You think I was looking yep. at spreadsheets? Hell no. <laughs> that was one less thing I had to memorize for that day is all. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, so, so cool. <laughs> because you know what's up on that screen. They never show you, like, the screen itself. It's always the back side of the computer with the big Apple logo. Now we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Now Absolutely. we know for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you for that because I still watch all four soaps, and uh, I'll be Fantastic. watching very intently now. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me also say I loved your crazy role on Days of Our Lives as Ted Carpenter, and. Um, Oh, thank that you. Kind of yeah, re- I, I enjoyed you're, that. You're welcome. I mean, I guess it's fun to play somebody that you're not, like you would never be, <laughs> you know. Um, right. And that's what it makes acting fun because you can play so many different types of roles and characters. So, yeah. um, and speaking yeah, of which, sure. you just recently played another fun role. And it was in The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell oh. on Netflix. Now, say that fast oh. five times. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> I, I've never well, had so much fun with a character. I've never had so much fun. It, it was so I, great. I'm glad you liked it. It's, it's, it's like nothing we've ever seen before. It's, it's something new. It's something different. And it's quirky, and it's hilarious, and it's got heart, and I got to be a part of it. And hopefully uh, I will continue to get to be a part of it if they decide to pick it up and well, give Well, I hope they do. I hope they do, because I have a special question for you. And sure. it's from a someone special in my life which okay. is one of my G, I call them G-sons because I'm too young to be grandma. I'm Nana, okay? So we there do G-sons. And I love it. My G-sons, I love it. <laughs> my G-son's name is Noah, 
and here's his question for you. Great. Oh, hey, Norman. Uh, when uh, is season two coming out? Because I want to see what happens. Uh, Plus, uh, don't kill Christina and the others. I want to see what happens in the next season. Thanks. Oh, oh, there you go. That was so cool. Oh, my God, that was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were watching it, and I said, do you see Norman there? You know, I was watching it with him and his brother, and they're, um, oh, my gosh, I'm losing track of their ages, eight and nine now. And I said, I'm going to be talking to him on the phone. I said, do either one of you have a question for him? And Noah is always the one that's more outspoken and willing to do things. He said, yeah, Nana, I do. And I said, okay, well, let me record it. And I mm-hmm. didn't say anything to him. He just did it on his own. So there you go. That was brilliant. Well, Noah, from your mouth to God's ears, I <laughs> have the same burning question every day. <laughs> when is season two coming out? When am I going to get the phone call? Congratulations, Adam. They picked it up for another season. We're going back. I just spoke with Christine the other day. She has the same hopes, and she has reason to believe there will be a season two because it has its own following already. Oh, um, I believe it. So I hear you. I hear you, Noah. I, 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 I just, <laughs> you just, just, just keep asking. Just keep putting that, keep putting that, that, that mojo out there. Keep, keep bringing that juju. Because we need it. <laughs> or maybe we don't. <laughs> because well, I, I tell you, I tell you, I, I, oh, go ahead. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say they were here this past weekend at my house again, and they wanted to watch the series again. So I'd say it's a hit. Oh, oh, oh that's so great. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm tickled. I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know. Time will tell. Well, when we first started watching it, I was a little bit confused because Christine would be talking to the audience while making her creations, and my G-sons kept asking, who is she talking to? (laughs) Yes. Funny, so was Rose, if I remember correctly. Who is she talking to? Yes. I've Good never question. seen a show made like that. <laughs> no, no, nobody has because no one's done it yet. And that's what's so exciting. <laughs> Not to mention the fact, I just, I love, I love, I just love Norman. I just love that uh, yeah. character. And there's so, so much potential there for some, for some wonderful, crazy, weird, beautiful stuff. <laughs> I do too. I love the whole cast. I I love that the little animals in there, even though they're they're dead animals. <laughs> and right. I don't want to give yeah. too much away for people that haven't seen it yet, you know. But yeah. they're so quirky. I just I really do. I, I think it's great. And I what I love most about it is that I was able to watch it with my G sons. You know, it's it's family right. oriented and. Just even watching the creations that Christine comes up with and tells you step-by-step practically on how she did it, it was all interesting. It even kept the kids interested when she was making those things. So, For sure. Definitely. Netflix, if you're listening, let's go. Bring it on. I know. <laughs> Bring it on, please. 
Thank you for that. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, right. we have to talk Christmas movies because, as you know, this is a Christmas themed show that we do, and um, and you have had the great fortune of starring in several Christmas movies throughout your career. And uh, I have. What appeals most to you about this genre of movies? <clears throat> That's a good question. What appeals most to me about this genre of movies? Uh, what it does for the audience. More times than not, more than any other thing I've done, I'll get stopped and... People will, they'll just glow. Their face lights up when they talk about what these Christmas movies mean to them and mm-hmm. how they know how formulaic they are. They know mm-hmm. it's coming, and they don't care. They're still bawling by the end. So that's what appeals to me most is is how it makes people feel. Mhm. Yeah. And and as a piggyback to that, how does it make you feel when you know you get to be a part of something that has that kind of an impact on people? Grateful. It makes mm-hmm. me feel grateful. It makes me feel it gives it gives my life that much more meaning. And oh, that's that's a beautiful answer, by the way. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 you know, it, 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 you know, we we all we all need to help each other. Yeah. And um, and and there's a million different ways to do it. And if if you if if you can if you can find your bliss while still helping others. You know, you've got it made. That's true. That's true. Because yeah. it doesn't get any better than that, honestly. No, no. And granted, we're not curing cancer here, and I get that. That's but right. you know, we the um, um, I guess it's the, uh, the how 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 cathartic it can be for people. Mhm. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, speaking of Christmas movies, we Pam and I, and I'm sure tons, tons of your fans are so excited to see you starring in Christmas Harmony, which is coming up on Lifetime on Saturday, November 24th. And Correct. what share with us about your character and the movie without giving too much away? Okay. Um. Luke, Luke is a guy's guy, all right? Luke is a man's man. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's, it, it's, it's just, that's just what I play on TV, folks. If only you knew me. Um, <laughs> and he, he carries a lot of sadness with him. And he's got a big, big heart um, with a lot of compassion. So he is he is a compassionate man that carries a lot of sadness with him. I don't want to give too much away. I just want to say that right, right. Um, 
you know, his journey in the movie um, is is um, discovering. <clears throat> discovering how much of that sadness is of his own doing mm-hmm. and getting unstuck and having the courage to be vulnerable enough to allow joy into his life. That is so vague. Oh, my God, that is so vague. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's but perfect. That's, but I that's, mean, but that's, it, it really you know is. I, it's really. <laughs> no, no plot points. We hit, <laughs> no plot points, but there you go. You could be talking about any movie right now, Adam. I know. I know. You want to talk about formulas. My God. Yeah. See, there you, you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're so looking forward to seeing it. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a Christmas it's a great, movie. Don and I film. do not miss yeah. Christmas movies, so <laughs> there you go. Fantastic! <laughs> it is a it is a great film. It really is. I am so proud of it. Ah, that's wonderful. Well, you you're in a movie that's coming out next year, and I don't know if you can talk about that vaguely called. <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari with Christian Bale and Matt Damon. <laughs> yes. Are you yes. able to tell us vaguely what that's about? <laughs> Honestly, I do recall um, signing a uh, confidentiality agreement. There you go. Yeah. And I, so, I, you know, I don't know what I can say or what I can't say. That's um, all right. Don't. We don't want you to. Yeah, we'll I just, just um, uh, God, I, let me let me see here. Let me look on IMDb right quick and just see how much of well, this God. movie they are willing to reveal. Uh, yes, uh, I, I, will, I will say that, yes, I'm in it. Let me put you, wait, let me put you out of your misery. It says the true story of the battle between Ford and Ferrari to win Le Mans in 1966. There you go. And Adam is in it, so be sure to watch it. <laughs> yes, a- Adam is in it. Um, and, 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 and Adam uh, does have uh, uh, scenes with Christian Bale and Matt Damon, which made him want to jump out of his skin and yeah. uh, thrilled at the same time. I'm, I mean, you know, it's just like, um, I, you know, uh the, the, these guys, the, the the amount of um, the amount of power in their work, while not seemingly having to do anything, there they I've, I've, like Christian Bale is a chameleon. He creates these characters. And these physicalities that he can anchor into as soon as they call action. I learned so much by watching him. And Matt, I have never seen an actor with so much power in their stillness. Love them both. I can see, you know, being so excited and yet not afraid but nervous to play with them. 
Yeah, it, it was. It, it it was. It was. It was just. Oh, I had so much fun. I had so much fun. Sure. But yeah, we do a we do a. I want, before we move into the lightning round, I wanted to say one thing. When Pam was reading the description about your movie that's coming out next year, it sounds like this is a. Is it based on a true story? By the way. Yes, it is. It is based on a true yeah. story. So, so what is this lightning round you speak of? Well, let me tell you, this lightning round is all Christmas related, and we'll ask you five questions, and you just answer whatever comes to mind. Um, Will do. It's fun and entertaining, let's just say. Um, I love so we'll it. get started. The, uh, right, the first uh, question is, what if, is if your I may, favorite... Before... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Hello. If I if I may before sure. you start, um, when you tell me to answer with the first thing that comes to my mind, be prepared because <laughs> that is exactly what I will probably do. Well, that will make it all the more fun. So there you go. Great. Great. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry to so interrupt. There, go ahead. There are no wrong answers and there's no time limit. So take it for what it is and you know run Fantastic. with it. Yes. All right, so the first question is, what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Favorite Christmas tradition is Chevy Chase. Um, that would be, uh, let's see, translated into English. Uh, Christmas Vacation, watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original, yeah. with my brother. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's the first one that came to mind. Another Christmas t- tradition, which is new, is uh, uh, spending it with my wife and her Aww. family. Aww. They are 16 strong. Actually, 17 with the new edition. No, 19 because two of them got married. And oh. Yeah. She is the love of my life, and um, I've never seen a family get along as well as they do. Anyway, I digress. Go ahead. Question two. <laughs> All right. Question two is, what is your favorite Christmas song? Oh. Oh, God. I know. Um, oh, who sings it, though? Um, I, can, I can hum a few bars. Um, Merry Christmas to the family. That's exactly what it's called. Merry oh, Christmas. is it really? It's Merry Christmas from the family. Yes, yes, that's what it's called. And it's Do you know Montgomery. what I'm talking about? The one by Montgomery Gentry. Yes. 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 To to answer your question, Robert Earl King did that song yes. originally. Yes. Yes. From the Robert family. Earl King. And Montgomery that's Gentry cool. covered it some years later. So. Okay, I'm thinking of Robert Earl King's version. Mm-hmm. And it's actually called yeah. Merry Christmas to the Family. Oh, that's great. Oh, I did it. Merry Yay. Christmas to the Family. And Robert O'Keen <laughs> recorded it in 1994. And, okay, um, yeah. yeah, so there you go. There's your little bit the of trivia video. for you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Sounds like You're I'm not the only one who's a fan. Cool. Uh, well, I've always thought that was the coolest song. I mean, it's so – everything about it is just so wrong. I mean, the whole lyrics are just oh, hilarious. So, oh. But it, oh, yes. But it's so wonderfully it's inappropriate. Time, it's, just, it's, it's like <laughs> – I mean, the first line of the song is, Mom got drunk and Dad got drunk at our Christmas party. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
kind, yep. you kind of know yep. that you're in for a ride with that song for sure. Yeah, you All do, right. and it just makes well, me feel like I'm at home. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, uh, we've all got that one song, right? <laughs> um, yeah, we do. <laughs> question. Uh, you may have answered in the first question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. What is your favorite Christmas movie? <gasps> oh, gosh. Favorite Christmas movie. You know what? i got to say, probably the best all-around Christmas movie mm-hmm. that I have ever seen is oh no not that one i know what it is the snowman okay remember the cartoon remember the cartoon yeah the snowman yeah frosty the snowman mm-hmm. no 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 just called the snow no it's just it's 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 a silent animated short that's been around for years and years and years at least 20 maybe 30 years and it's just called the snowman and it's beautiful Oh, mm-hmm. I Check don't it think out. I've seen that one. I'll have to. Yeah, definitely. I know. It's like favorite. Was, uh, was that a book too? It was. It or was a book. It was a children's book. Yes. And it, then it was turned into the movie. Yeah, I believe. I believe they did make a movie out of it, like a well, live action movie, or or the animated film I'm talking about. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I'm familiar with that. I've not seen the animated, but I have seen the book. So, cool. So, um, that's so cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. All right. You betcha. Next is hot toddy or hot chocolate? Hot chocolate. I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. <laughs> I don't uh, have a choice. <laughs> last but not least, white lights. Or colored lights? White lights. White lights all the way. White lights all the way. Yeah. They, they just, they, 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 they're they just, oh, colored lights have their place when it's supposed to be tacky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like in a Robert Earl Keen Christmas video, colored lights all the way. But in a Robert Earl Keen video where the colored lights are strung, outlining the whole outside of the mobile home. That's right. There you go. Yeah. And, yeah. and all the cars, you know. Yep. And then you got Cousin Eddie from <laughs> Christmas Vacation who rolls up in the RV, you know. Oh, God. Could you imagine? Yeah, nope. I mean, he would be such a for that <laughs> for that song and video. But in any event, yes. But now I do, <laughs> you know, I love white lights because they're just so, when you decorate the tree and you turn every light off but the tree and it's white lights and that elegance mm-hmm. and the glow, it's just, it's just so peaceful and serene, you know, and, and seeing them yeah. on houses and around looking at lights. And um, But you're right, colored lights have their place if it's not overkill. Um Right. But I love them. It's hard to go wrong. Lights at, at Christmas are just, there's something so magical about it anyway. Oh, for sure. Thank you for playing. That completes our five-question lightning round. Ha-ha. Fantastic. <laughs> well, Adam, you know, we have had... 
such a blast talking to you, and um, we can talk to you all night. Let me tell you, you've got some great stories. <laughs> and Yes, and I thank you so much for joining us as well. Um, love everything you do, and believe it, we'll keep thank watching you. you no matter what it is. And, and we welcome you that. back oh. anytime, too. Oh, thank you. I'd love that. Yeah, please do. Give me a holler anytime. I, I love talking to y'all. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> Very kind. Oh, I enjoyed it. Yes. Well, well happy early holidays to you True. and your family. Back and, at you. Uh, happy take, holidays. Take care. We'll keep in touch. Let's do. All righty. Y'all take care as well. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. Night, night. See ya. (laughs) Hey, guys, don't leave us yet. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X-M-A-S-M-U-V-I-E-S. And also like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M-U-V-I-E-S. And follow us on Instagram at Christmas Movie Spotlight. And don't forget to check out our website, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. That's movies with M-U-V-I-E-S. ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.